0: Hello and welcome to the 26th episode of the Pony Hatcast. I am your host, Sam, also known as Ducky O'Brien on Twitch. And we are joined today by our co host, fellow boat captains, Barry. Hello. And Isaiah. What's up? Today's episode is on the power of unity and the courage and bravery of the common man in the face of hopelessness. Dunkirk. Mm. Our email is pointyhatcast at gmail.com. Please send us any questions or comments as well as any requests for movies for us to watch. Once again, the email is pointyhadcast at gmail.com. Dunkirk was released on July 2017 in the US. It was directed by Christopher Nolan. The screenplay was also written by Christopher Nolan. It stars Tom Hardy, who is Bane. (laughs) Damien Bonnard, Bonnard, (laughs) I don't know. Fionn, Whitehead, Anurin, Bernard, and many, many more apologies for butchering the names. Currently, as of this podcast, it has a tomato score of 92% for critics and 81% for audience. Allied soldiers from Belgium, the British Empire, and France are surrounded by the German army and evacuated during a fierce battle in World War
1: II. Why don't we get started, Barry? So... I just watched the movie, so it's pretty fresh. And on my first viewing, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Obviously, the movie is about the events surrounding Dunkirk, the uh, encirclement of British and French forces at Dunkirk, uh, the beach, and the surrounding little town area. Um, basically, the British were backed into the sea and had few options for evacuation back to Britain after the catastrophic campaign in France. Um, they were. <laughs> They lacked air support tremendously, Uh, they lacked naval support, uh, U-boats and artillery and, you know, airplane bombing runs were basically shooting them like fish in the barrel. So it was a pretty grim situation over the course of the, I think, what was it, about a week that they were stuck there, if I remember correctly? It was probably a little bit less than that, actually. It
2: was like four or five days, right? Maybe, <laughs> maybe I don't know. I don't know.
1: Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was it was it's just a it's just it was a grim situation. Um, just mm-hmm. to get the, the backdrop to it, um, I think the movie is well shot, well executed. Um, it's very brown. <laughs> <laughs> if if her was the orangest movie I've seen, this is the brownest movie I've seen in a while. Um, <laughs> it's weird, right? Yeah, like it's almost off-putting a little bit. I mean, you know, fog of war, all that. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I appreciate the care they use to show some realism in the fighting. It's not like other war movies where everyone's like shooting from the hip and the hero has fifty million people shooting at them and then nothing's hitting for some reason. You know, it's done it's done fairly faithfully. The air battles are done fairly faithfully, although Tom Hardy would have been like a quadruple mega ace by the end of this like (laughs) fifty Like, 45-minute engagement.
2: He's like three Red Barons put together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's amazing. He's It's
1: yeah, fine. It's exaggerated. You know, okay. I, was,
2: I was waiting for him to just, like, whip out his pistol and just, like, literally start shooting from the side. <laughs> 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 you know, I kind, of, I kind of wanted to see that.
1: Famously, I believe the, the pilots in World War I used to do that. For yeah, yeah. Law they would actually they're... just, like, shoot at each other with their pistols. Yeah, they found it more effective than shooting their airplanes' <laughs> weapons.
2: Because you can't point the guns, you know? You can only point yeah.
1: the guns the way you're looking, so...
2: Yeah. It makes sense to me.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought the like overall construction of the movie was pretty interesting. I had a couple issues with it, but it was all mm-hmm. all done fairly well. Well acted, although I'm going to make a terrible admission here where I lose track of a few of the main characters several times (laughs) like there'll be a guy talking on screen and i'm like which which one which one were you
2: (laughs) how important is this guy again
1: i don't remember are you just some guy or are you the guy right (laughs) it's tough because they all have similar haircuts and in a lot of the scenes it's either like poorly lit or like dark or like partially obscured or like there's just so much shit going on that you can't tell i'm like i don't even know who you guys are (laughs) I cannot tell you a single person's name in this movie, having just watched it. <laughs> I feel a little bit bad about it. But yeah, enjoyable film, I think. I don't have any major gripes with it. I guess my biggest gripe is probably the score. It's a very, it's a very Nolan score, but it was pretty intrusive to me at a lot of moments. But I guess I'll talk a bit, little bit more about that.
2: Wasn't it Hans Zimmer, right? Because he works with him on everything. Or was it not yeah, Hans Zimmer?
0: Was, I think it was Zimmer.
1: It was Hans Zimmer? Yeah. If I think I recall it was. Correctly. Maybe it's just the mix I have in my copy Yeah, he, really he did bad. the soundtrack. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if it's a soundtrack issue or just a sound editing issue, but the soundtrack was really intrusive to me in a bunch of can moments. We,
2: can we talk about Interstellar for a second?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it goes back intrusive, to Interstellar.
2: Intrusive background, you know? like oh my god that movie it took me out of the movie so many times and i don't know why people were like so obsessed with interstellar i didn't like it that much
1: actually i enjoyed parts of it
2: i i mean me too you know (laughs) (laughs) my son is dead to me (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know it's but yeah it feels out of place sometimes i don't know i didn't have as much of an issue with in dunkirk though
1: there were just some moments that stuck out to me like especially the opening like that same note like "Eh." <laughs> eh, 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 Masterful. Eh. I don't know what you're like, I'm like, about what it. is this? Stop! Stop it! <laughs> it just it just would not stop, and it got louder and louder and louder as the movie went on, and I just couldn't unhear it in every scene. <laughs> it got really irritating. I'm like, just give me some quiet. <laughs> just give me some is, silence. Is that the point, though? I guess. I to mean, be, it's like, em- unsettling, right? Yeah, it's unsettling. I, I, I don't know. It was just really distracting for me. But I still enjoyed the film. It was uh well executed. How about you, Isaiah?
2: I didn't end up watching this film until like after its theater release, a couple months later. I just remember a lot of my friends telling me it was just a bad movie. And they're like, It's not what you think it is. And I was like, It's Christopher Nolan. Like I I think I know what it's gonna be, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. Batman.
2: But, exactly, Batman, you know. But it actually wasn't, surprisingly. It wasn't, like, extremely over-the-top. It was actually fairly true to life. And they kind of, kind of care about history in this one. Apparently, uh, the events of Dunkirk took place between May 26th and June 4th of 1940. So about a week. Yeah. Yeah. So a little over a week. I think it's such a cool film. Especially considering that it came out at a really similar time to Darkest Hour, and I remember people being like, "Oh, is this is this literally like a
1: like a, a sequel? sequel?"
2: And I was like, "Um, it sure. kind of <laughs> is. <laughs> it kind
1: of is. Yeah. The, the movie opens with a speech. Or no, no. I'm sorry. It ends with his speech. It ends with a speech. I'm thinking about the next movie we're gonna watch. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what?
2: <laughs> what's the next one?"
1: Uh, surprise. Or, or, uh, yeah. Yeah, surprise yeah surprise surprise <laughs> okay
2: okay so hacksaw ridge <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah those events directly follow each other right totally, totally sure. not on different fronts but yeah i think it's a really enjoyable film it's definitely not a full-on action film which i think was why it was so off-putting for so many people it also won a decent amount of rewards and i i understand why Cause it's like beautifully shot. The score is kind of, it's not that distracting. At least to me, I don't think it's Hans Zimmer's best score, but it's pretty decent.
1: I'm probably overstating it. It was just that, that fucking note. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. repeated over and over in the background, draped over you. Mm-hmm.
2: But I feel like the film does a really good job of showing just the desperation and like the hopelessness of a lot of the soldiers. Cause they're literally just stranded on this beach. The surrounded on multiple fronts and it's just like I guess we're just waiting to die here. Overall, pretty good film. Definitely would not recommend to most people though, because I think it's too slow, too boring, not enough action. Doesn't appeal to the common denominator. The lowest aka Suicide down. Squad. <laughs> no, <laughs> AKA no. Suicide Squad. No. We yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. what do you think, Sam?
0: Suicide Squad is dividing by zero, by the way. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I thought, uh, I thought this movie was great. I think you need to watch it with Darkest Hour. Watch Darkest Hour first. It adds
2: so much to it, right? Yeah,
0: it adds so much to it. Like yeah. Darkest Hour kind of covers the political struggle, the, the drama behind getting these people home, and then when you watch Dunkirk, you realize how bad it is, how bad it was, and yeah. it was really bad. And I think throughout the whole movie, it's just it's su- it's such a downer because like. There's these two guys. There's a main character, and then there's a Frenchie who's hiding as a British soldier. We'll, we'll go over that later. Spoilers. The movie starts out. It opens beautifully. There's there are pastel colors. There's, like, newspapers fluttering in the wind. And then what does the main protagonist do? He wants to take a crap, <laughs> right? And everyone <laughs> gets killed. So he's just running for his life. He leaves his gun behind, which you don't want to do. times <laughs> of war, but... Anyways, and then... When he gets to the line, he, he tries to stand in the shortest line. And it's like, Grenadier's only mate. So, like, kicks him out. So, what does he do? He he goes to take a crap again. And then he meets Frenchie burying a soldier. And uh, we find out later, it's implied that he stole his, his uniform. Because, you know, like, he goes to his feet. And, like, he's tying his boots up. He's He's, you know, supposedly stole something from the guy. Anyways. And then... It's quiet. There's no talking. There's that music that Barry was talking about. But I liked it because in the beginning, it had a lot of, like, the kick in the in the drums. Like, it simulated running footsteps or, like, a rapid heartbeat. It's so loud that it's, you can feel it in your ears, kind of, right? It sets the tone. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like that, adds tension. And there's no talking. They're just looking at each other. Everyone knows. Everyone feels it, that they're going to die on that beach. And there's no hope. There's no, there's no hope. And then, so these two soldiers, after that intro scene, they see a guy who's injured. He was dropped behind because planes are coming by and they're just slowly dropping bombs just to demoralize all these guys on the beach. They're not doing it to actually launch an attack. It's, it's the mind games. So just think of it. There's a bunch of soldiers lining up on the beach, waiting for rescue. That's probably not going to come. And all of a sudden you hear a plane in the air. And slowly dropping bombs. Everyone just drops to the ground except for one guy who starts shooting at it. But obviously, it's like a you know one percent chance you're gonna hit it.
1: Don't lie to me, Sam. I've played Battlefield. You can yeah, totally you're right. shoot you're that right. plane down. <laughs> right. right. I take
0: it back. You know, we played Apex. We could probably yep. shoot that plane down. Battlefield's a
1: hundred percent true to life. Yeah, it is. Most accurate game of all time. <laughs> yeah.
0: But uh, yeah, like everyone is just, they're giving up and what's worse is so these guys pick up the guy, the guy in the stretcher who's downed, the meds left him or they're killed. They pick up the guy and rush him to the boat that's leaving. There's one boat. And I thought, man, these guys are nice. They're trying to save this guy's life. And it's like, nope, they're trying to get on the boat so they can save themselves. And then what happens is these guys get on the boat, the boat gets torpedoed, they try to go hide, it doesn't work, they find a boat that's uh, landed on the ground on the beach and they're waiting for the tide to come in, they try to Mm -hmm. go on that, that gets sunk. Like every time they try to escape, it fails miserably, they almost die. You just feel the hopelessness, you know, it's like the struggle to stay alive is so real and in those moments you kind of think about yourself and you don't want to save anyone else and like you see that. You can't really blame these people because if you're in that situation, I think about like 90%, 95% of people would act the same. And uh, yeah, it was was depressing. It It was very depressing thinking about it. And hope only comes at the very end. Well shot, I think for the most part, it was pretty accurate. Because they interviewed survivors of Operation Dynamo. So they asked them, like if you look at the credits, they even recreated some of the boats that were in Operation Dynamo. They went through this process uh, to kind of recreate it faithfully and it was a terrible time. (laughs) But the reason why they were saved is these common folk, they volunteered their ships, they volunteered to go, you know, sail over to these soldiers and pick them up and bring them home. And the sad part is like, you know, it was it was lost, but the soldiers going home, they're like, oh, man, we're going to get yelled at. You know, we're going to get run out of town for losing. And everyone's mm-hmm. just cheering because they, they survived, right? And I, I yeah. thought that was a touching scene there, too. They wouldn't have been saved if it wasn't for these common folk. Like, they focused on this old man, his son, and another young man.
2: The kid who goes blind.
0: Yeah, he was <laughs> blind, and he he died because he got yeah. knocked by the guy who had PTSD from being sunk on a by a U-boat. Like, these people saved the soldiers, and the soldiers, uh, you know, they're so downhearted, but when they came back, they're ready to fight again. For me, I was encouraged, because in such a hopeless and dark situation, uh, it was the common man, and the soldiers as well, because they were just drafted, right? Most of them didn't have a choice. It's common folk just doing their best for each other, and everyone just pulled together. What a positive end note, even though the rest of the movie was so depressing. Those were my thoughts, my initial (laughs) thoughts.
1: First of all, I'd like to say that I really appreciate the care that went into this film. Yeah. Uh, As far as, like, costuming, set design, action scenes. Everything is very detailed, and as far as I can tell, fairly accurate. There are a couple things that stretch credulity. I'm not sure Mm -hmm. if a rear admiral would be standing on the beach with the rest of the men in exactly the way that they are out (laughs) in the open. Yeah. I feel like that is not... You don't that think that's true do. to life, Barry? <laughs> I feel like wearing your full officer colors is inviting to get yourself sniped from some like hole. You don't have
0: cover either. <laughs> <you know>? yeah, <laughs> just standing, standing, standing on a, on a beach. I'm yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: like, yeah, I don't you know. It's, it's fine. It's a movie. You know, it's a movie. It's a movie, yeah. I think the aerial warfare is fairly accurate as well. Um, I'm not sure if they had a radar at this point in the war. I don't th- I'm not sure if they did yet. No, they just they just had a lot of carrots,
2: bro. That's why their fighter pilots were so good, yeah. So (laughs) sharp-eyed, (laughs) yeah.
1: But as far as dogfighting, and I love that nothing exploded in like a giant ridiculous fireball. No Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) No Star Wars. I like it. The action, such as there is, and there's not much, is is good. It's great. I think a lot of people might not like it, because it's not like a traditional action thing where like the hero starts in the bottom and ends up on the top. Like, a lot of people just die. Yeah. And they'll yeah. die pretty pathetic yeah. deaths. They're just like there one second, and then they're just gone. They and just get like, gunned down. And it's like, oh, that, that's it. There goes that guy. <laughs> that <Yeah>. guy. <laughs> 1889 <laughs> to, to 1924. <laughs> oh. Whatever. I like that Christopher Nolan asked a bunch of his buddies to come on this film. Uh, Scarecrow's here. Yeah.
2: Bane is here. Where's Batman, though?
1: Yeah, where's Batman? (laughs) Batman Batman was probably unavailable or too expensive.
2: (laughs) I think unavailable. I feel like Christopher Nolan has enough pull that he could bring in Batman, like, if he had the time.
1: Who would he have played in this movie, though? (laughs) <laughs> I think it would have been the good as the old guy on the boat. The old guy yeah. on the oh. boat?
0: Oh, and no, I was thinking <laughs> the general, because, you know.
1: I would have gone with old guy on the boat. Really? Mm, okay. <laughs> even hmm. though, I don't know, even though they all, they all did a great job. they all yeah, They, they did. all did fantastic work in the acting. So I'll, I'll talk briefly about what I mentioned earlier about how some of the construction of the film bothered me. Yeah. So it's following, I think, three different little stories, three different timelines, basically. And they mm-hmm. all start at different points, and they converge to the same point at the end, which is pretty cool. It's, um, it's Tarantino. Yeah, almost a little <laughs> bit pulpy. Uh, my issue is that they show you a later event in the film about 10 minutes earlier, which is... Which scene? Let's see if I can describe this right. All the guys on the beach have gotten onto that little mm-hmm. tugboat or whatever,
2: and yeah. it's slowly
1: sinking. And they jump out and start swimming towards the destroyer. The destroyer gets bombed.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: mm-hmm. somewhere around there, like one of, the, one of the spitfires goes down into the sea and then it gets picked up by a boat, right? Yeah, yeah. And you see it from Tom Hardy's perspective first. Oh, so like already, in the
0: beginning. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like down. a good oh, like 15 okay.
1: minutes earlier. Yeah. Like way yeah. earlier
0: to so see it. It was way, way but, earlier.
1: And yeah. it's pretty quick, but pretty visually distinctive as well. Mm-hmm. So you look at it, and you're like okay that's interesting and then they start showing you the scene later and you're like i already know what happens <laughs> <laughs> and it, it deflated it a lot for me cuz i already know okay, that, yeah. like some of the guys are getting off that boat i know the guy's going to get out of the plane so that like that whole sequence where he can't open his canopy like that was meaningless right i'm like he's definitely getting out we already saw it <laughs> it's like because you know what
2: happens already it loses all sense of urgency yeah, and like Mm. Yeah, the pressure. I I understand. Yeah,
1: it's a good point. Yeah, I'm like it was an interesting scene, but I'm like I know he's gonna get out unless he's gonna like inception us for no reason in the middle of the <laughs> film, which I don't think this is not that kind of film. You know? Yeah, <laughs> that's like the biggest thing in the movie that bothered me. Other than that, everything else was was just great, except for my inability to distinguish all of these people from each other. It's pretty great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I kind
2: of I I get that though.
0: I mean, the only part, oh, yeah. like I'm gonna be honest too. Uh, the guy who drowned in the tugboat—I didn't know which guy died. <laughs> it was too
1: dark. Yeah, I actually, I actually rewound it and yeah. looked at it again to make sure I would know. You're which like, wait, one. who died? Was it the French guy?
2: Is it the French one? That was the yeah. worst scene
1: for it too, though, because like they're all in this like cramped, dark environment, like just yeah, yeah. lying on top of each other, and then they start running back and forth across the frame. And you're like, oh no, I don't know who these people are. Anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who went where they're all wearing the exact same uniform and have roughly the same haircut and build in complexion what do i do <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> but i'm glad i wasn't the only one that had trouble <laughs> no yeah, no I, I relate with that <laughs> like that and like the score were the two things that sort of bothered me but everything else like it's a very beautiful film obviously shot well mm-hmm. like so much care and all the costumes and like
2: oh design. absolutely yeah And even just the set pieces, like, how do you get that many extras together to film something like that? Yeah. That'd be
1: terrible. (laughs) Poor assistant director. (laughs)
2: Yo, poor costume designer, dude. (laughs) Having to make, like, a few hundred costumes?
1: Uh, I don't know. At least they're all the exact, it's a uniform, right? So at least they're not unique. You might even be able to requisition this from, like, an actual uniform company. Like, uh, I need exactly this uniform. That's true. Yeah. You're right. Everything else is just pretty regular clothes, but it is a mm-hmm. lot of stuff to get onto a set. I wonder if you, you could probably purchase some of these uniforms through, like, a prop store or something like that. There's so many of them. Probably. Military surplus. <laughs> you should get an actual military surplus. Yeah. Uh, Uniform from World War II. That would probably belong in a museum. Yeah. (laughs) Just steal it from the museum. Belongs in a museum. (laughs) Oh, you know what? One more thing bothered me. At the end, like that whole sequence with Tom Hardy, like he shoots down the bomber first, and then his plane's Mm -hmm. running out of fuel, and he's circling over the beach. And then like another couple fighters come in, and he's completely out of fuel. Like his engine has cut, and he's literally gliding. And another fighter's coming in, and he somehow shoots it down with no engine power. (laughs) First, which is like eh, okay, mm-hmm. and then instead of landing right there on the beach or bailing right there, he takes it like fifty million miles east, directly into the German army. <laughs> You're like, It's you had so <laughs> long, you had so long to think about this. He, yeah, he, he was barely touching.
0: I mean, he was almost touching the ground at that point. You could just land, land in the ocean, even. You know, like just
1: let, like land. I'm looking at, I'm looking down. I just circle around a little bit. There's plenty of beach. You know, I'm like, God damn it. That was kind of irritating to me. Me too, a little bit. I understand, you know, a little bit more drama at the end, but I'm like, all right. All right. All right. Just <laughs> land the plane or, or jump out of the plane. You know, he pulled the canopy and I'm like, oh, he's going to jump out. This guy's smart. And then he pulled the clothes <laughs> and I'm like, this guy's dumb.
0: <laughs> this is the birth of Bane, you know, got I'm taken over Bane. to the Nazis and then
1: he turned into Bane. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. So three things in this movie, I guess, bothered me. <laughs> I apologize.
0: Yeah, actually, I I know that scene you're referring to in in terms of being out of order. It was a little off putting. I I wouldn't say it bothered me a lot, but it was too out of order for me. If she was a little bit more closer together when they had those scenes. But other than that, I liked everything. It's a sad movie. <laughs>
2: some interesting notes they actually filmed in dunkirk i don't think they filmed exactly where dunkirk took place but i know that they filmed i think a few miles hmm. north of the beach yeah so a very wow. similar beach like in that area in france they shot the film on imax 65 millimeter
1: Ooh, i thought it was okay. shot in
2: 70 but it's actually shot in 65 which means nothing to most people but you know that's cool <laughs> <laughs> And when they distributed it, they distributed it in 70 and 35 millimeter film formats. It is the highest grossing World War II film. Huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is it? $526 really? million dollars worldwide. It wow. gross
1: more than Saving Private Ryan?
2: I guess so. That's honestly really surprising. Wow. That is surprising.
0: Huh. This film is well made, though. I, I yeah. can not And
2: I that. respect Nolan so much for still shooting film, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, not many people do that <laughs> sort of thing anymore.
2: Him, Tarantino. That's kind of it, right?
1: Uh, Spielberg, maybe. Sometimes, I think. Sometimes I think he's yeah, exposed, Star
0: Wars. Right. Ryan wow. Johnson, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Mastermind of uh, film? Uh, I'm pretty sure that's
1: <laughs> shot digital. Okay. Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> Darn it. No wonder it sucks. <laughs> no, it's great. What a wonderful film. I was going to mention it a little bit in the in our next review actually. <laughs> Mostly for sound design. Yeah, sound design is one of those things that if you do well, nobody will notice it. But if you do it bad, Exactly. Yeah. It's like yeah. editing. You're basically saving the world and nobody will ever know it. <laughs> because that's what heroes do. <laughs> because that's what heroes do. Exactly. <laughs> uh, It's like, you know, a VFX artist, your stuff is all on screen and everybody notices. But if you have, like, really great sound editing, you're like, oh, man, this is perfect. Like, this mix is amazing. I can hear everything. And the audience is like, explosions, excitement, (laughs) yay. And then poor sound design. Like, a character will be talking and then, like, I can't hear what you're saying. I'm sitting next to a speaker and I can't hear it. Or my
2: favorite is the really bad ADR. When what they're saying, just, you can tell it was done in post in a studio, and it doesn't match up with their lips.
1: (laughs) A couple directors are very famous for doing ADR, like, literally on an iPhone. Really? Because they don't want to pay their actors to go to, or, like, spend the time to send actors to, like, a sound booth. I don't remember who it was. I gotta say... (laughs) That's ridiculous. Oh, I want to say it was the director of the new, I say new uh, Total Recall he does that. The new Total Why? Recall? Because um, I, th- I think I watched the the director's commentary and he mentioned doing it. I'm like, bro just fucking pay for a sound booth. What the fuck? You're, You're already getting like a hundred million dollars. Yeah, yeah I was like a hundred million dollar film. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Get a sound booth. He's <laughs> 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 like, yeah. I would just call up, like, all of my friends, and then I'd be like, hey, I need this line, and just just do it on your iPhone, it's fine. I'm like, <laughs> bro, it's not fine, that's not fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is not fine.
1: As somebody that would have to do that, like, a movie like this is pretty good, because a lot of the scenes have their faces covered up, so you can just ADR whatever the fuck you want.
2: Yeah, honestly, you can just do whatever.
1: It's like the same with cartoons, when you have to translate them, and you have a character that doesn't have a mouth. And the director's like, yes! 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 <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what else do you guys have to say about this movie? It's just, it's just really well done.
0: One last yeah. thing, and then I think we can end. There was one scene where it, it got me too, where there's a man who's like, he just approaches the beach, and then he takes off his helmet and his gun and his boots, and he just walks into the ocean to die. And I was like, dang, that's uh yeah. yeah, that's a very... I don't know if people are familiar with it, but you see that a lot in K-dramas.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Wait, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I was uh, familiar with it, but, like, Americans would be like, oh, my God, the man just walked into the ocean to kill himself, or mm-hmm. they might be confused. They're like, maybe he's trying to swim away, you know? Because he's like,
2: just going for a quick dip. Yeah, he's going for a quick
0: dip. He's going to go for a swim across the pond because his home is like, I can see it. You know, they say they it in line all the time. I can see it from here. How many miles is that, that?
2: It's pretty far. The, yeah, it's pretty far. Channel, gonna make yeah. it. Dunkirk <laughs> but, is not
1: the closest point. They, they mentioned it briefly in the movie. Calais yeah. is the closest point, And you can um, literally see Britain yeah. from Calais. Like you're sitting on the beach and you just look and like, oh, there's the White Cliffs of Dover over there. Mm. 23 miles.
0: But yeah, uh, yeah that, that part got me.
1: Yeah, I, I yeah. only know that because of Top Gear. They went across the channel too. So they across English channel? No, they went across in amphibious cars. Oh, oh that's, that's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. And at one point, they're like, we're doing it. We're doing it. And they're like, well, it's not that big of an accomplishment because turn around. And they turn around and the Britain's just right there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, that part got me because I was like, dang, just to give up, just to have no hope, you know?
2: Yeah, that. Yeah but I mean, it's On kind that of understandable.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. On that note.
1: <laughs> yeah. The movie, otherwise it does a great job of capturing all the emotions. Yeah. You know, yeah absolutely. Like the fatigue, the hopelessness, but also like that bravery and incredible spirit of like many of the soldiers. And then, um, obviously all the civilian captains with their little mm-hmm. dingy ships, braving the English channel, <laughs> bombing runs. Yeah. It's good at capturing like that, the cold, the cold reality of warfare, I guess. Yeah. yeah. The reality that a lot of these soldiers had to face, which is, which is nice. It's like Saving Private Ryan in that regard, that kind of takes the brutality of war and just shoves it in your face. Like, this is not glamorous. This is not it's this like, this is, is a beautiful. war film,
2: but it's not meant to be glorifying war
1: at all. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it mm-hmm. shows you the heroism of individuals, but, and then they just futilely die. Yeah. For no reason at all. And they're like, this mm-hmm. is war. It's just senseless violence. I will also note that I started getting pretty tired of seeing people drown towards the end of this movie. Uh,
2: I guess there's a decent amount, yeah.
1: I lost track of the number of scenes. It felt like every other scene, like a boat would get torpedoed and like everyone's like ah, was just drowning. I'm like, oh man. That fire scene was crazy though.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The guy just couldn't hold his breath anymore and just went up and is burning to death.
1: I was like, swim. Start swimming sideways. Please start swimming sideways. <laughs> Just go underwater.
2: <laughs> go underwater.
0: It's like the scene in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, why don't we, uh, why don't we close there?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, and any last thoughts?
2: Not really. Yeah, Should we I don't do so. uh, ratings, rankings? Yes,
1: ratings. Ratings, okay. It's a well-shot film. Well acted. It's very emotional. I felt things in my cold, <laughs> empty heart. <laughs> which, is, which is nice, you know? Yeah. To watch a film and feel something is good cinema, you know?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: I appreciate, man, just the, the care that goes into all the design for everything in this film. The design of the ships, everything is very accurate. I'm not exactly a World War II buff. Like, I would say I'm an enthusiast. I guess I like learning about <laughs> history and everything seemed pretty tip top, which you appreciate. It's not people walking around with like brand new equipment and like an M4 on the, on the beaches of Normandy or something. crap. Yeah. So, yeah. Despite the issues that I've been gripping about this entire time, I'll, I'll give this film, I think, a very solid eight out of 10. Or, sorry, eight uh-huh. suicide squads. Eight You're suicide right. we squads. Have no maximum. Yeah. There is no maximum. There is no maximum.
0: <laughs>
2: there is no maximum.
1: What about you, Isaiah? I guess I'd give this movie a
2: seven and a half. Mm, Like, it's very slow, it's dry, but also does an extremely good job at giving these super emotional portrayals and a lot of sympathetic characters that you don't know the names of, you know?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I really sympathize with you. I wish I knew your name. Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
2: Oh no, French guy. <laughs> oh French no. French guy died. Oh
1: no, I knew it. Oh no. No other white guy. Oh. <laughs> oh <no. laughs>
2: yeah. But I mean, it's a really enjoyable film and it's a movie that doesn't feel like it completely disrespects history. So I think that's a plus for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. This ain't no Pearl Harbor, you know? <laughs> have you guys seen Pearl Harbor?
0: No, I have.
2: Oh, I have, no. actually. <laughs> it's a good one.
1: <laughs> oh, it's great it would be a good movie to pick apart and see everything that uh michael bay was aping like mm-hmm. literally just copy pasting from other directors
2: it's like this is how michael bay does world war ii
1: oh
0: it's michael bay oh i want to watch it now it's gonna yeah. be great it's gonna be the greatest oh, movie i've god. ever seen
2: are we gonna move on to the pacific front now
1: mother of god <laughs> The Pacific Theater, no, no Pacific Rim,
2: <laughs> and then Pacific Rim, and
1: then Pacific Rim, <laughs>
2: Pacific Rim Two.
0: We have to do two because we all watched one oh, already.
2: No, <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> oh, that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I really like this film, and anything by Christopher Nolan is uh, usually pretty exceptional. So seven and a half is, yeah, that sounds about right. What about you, Sam?
0: Yeah, I really like this film. In fact, I liked it better than Darkest Hour because... Really? Yeah, huh. for Darkest Hour, I think it's more it's more relatable or more approachable or digestible in that there's people talking all the time. Like, you can see it's a political drama. Yeah. I felt like if you didn't know the context of what was happening already, then it, you lost just a little bit enough where, you know, it, it didn't hit you as hard. But for Dunkirk... Even if you didn't know what was happening, I think it was pretty clear that there's an army that's losing and they need to be evacuated yeah. and everyone's dying and there seems to be no hope. It drives the point across pretty well without like almost no dialogue, not a lot of music other than what Barry was complaining <laughs> about with the notes. Uh, but yeah, I think it does a, a better job of driving home the emotional core of what was happening and what was experienced by the people of, of that event. Uh, better than darkest hour you know felt more like a political drama i think it both movies do well but dunkirk does it just a teeny bit better so i'm gonna give it mm. uh, eight suicide squads and oh, okay uh, yeah i gave darkest hour seven you gave it 7.5 so you know you're seeing it's on par. and barry also gave it an eight so it's pretty much uh almost the same
2: are we saying they're they're comparable Oh. Yeah,
0: they're, they're, Yeah,
1: I would say that yeah. too. It's one of the best sequels ever made. Yeah, <laughs> best, best, released At the same
2: time in theaters as well. Crazy. Yeah.
1: You just walk out of one theater and go into the next one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: part How one, often do you say that?
1: Part two. It's like walking out of uh, like walking out of Black Panther and going straight into Infinity War because they were oh, yeah. at the same time. You're right. You're right.
2: Wait, wasn't it Thor? The Thor. Uh, uh no, it was Black Panther.
1: It was Black Panther, right? I thought it was Ragnarok.
2: I don't
1: know. Straight
0: into uh, yeah. Barry gave it an 8, Isaiah gave it a 7.5, and I also gave it an 8. Yep. Also, Ragnarok is the best Marvel film. Don't at me.
2: (laughs) 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 Yeah, because they all hop on the ship. It's like, oh, hey, my name's Quark. You want to hop on the ship? And (laughs) all they all hop on the ship and sail away, and then they're all dead. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm pretty sure Black Panther was in theaters at the same time as Infinity War. Because I remember walking out of Infinity War and I looked at the theater next door and it was Black Panther. And I'm like, the fuck, Disney? (laughs) Money. Money. Because that film made a fucking billion dollars and then Infinity War came out. It was like, made a billion more! It was like three billion more. (laughs) It's like, let the evil grow
0: let's review the disney plus tv series later when it comes out
1: oh yeah uh soon right it's very soon pretty very soon uh two weeks
2: two, we about have... two weeks yeah, yeah I think the 14th 15th 14th, 15th? 14th yeah. 15th yeah
1: we can review it in our lead up to the 12 days of star wars oh
2: my god <laughs> you could actually watch them all oh i didn't even think about that yeah. <laughs> crazy
0: <Yeah>. okay <laughs> 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 okay I don't know what we're getting ourselves into anyways this has been episode 26 on Dunkirk thank you for listening in write to us at pointyheadcast at gmail.com once again the email is pointyheadcast at gmail.com catch you guys next time
1: thanks for dropping by guys stay pointy stay, stay pointy, pointy. <sighs> <sighs> Uh, that's a little bit.